Are you looking for a memorable getaway for your family that's packed with adventure? Look no further than Lake Erie. Powderhook, in partnership with the Great Lakes Fishery Commission, has all the resources you need to plan your adventure to the walleye capital of the world. The best part is, you don't have to be an experienced angler or own a boat to have a fantastic time on the water. While walleye are the main attraction, Lake Erie also offers excellent fishing for yellow perch, trout, steelhead, salmon, and bass. The options are endless, and there's so much to explore on Lake Erie. Knowledgeable and friendly fishing guides are eager to serve you. Whether you want to hire a charter, secure a seat on a headboat, fish from the shore, ice fish, or do a DIY trip on your own boat. All these options are at your disposal with a bit of planning and preparation. Find everything you need at powderhook.com. That's powderhook.com. We know what's biting and can help you enjoy a wonderful fishing experience on Lake Erie. Hey, it's Captain Justin Leet with Chasing the Sun TV. Join me and Meredith for the best fish in action along the coast of Panama City Beach. Tune in to new episodes every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. River Rats, you are listening to the River Certified Podcast with Spencer Bauer and Ryan Tassler and an array of guests where we cover the fun, interesting, and sometimes rugged parts of spending life on or near the water. That thing was a hoss. It was a tank. Why couldn't he just ate it? (laughs) Yeah, just, it was freaking probably two feet from his head when it went by him, (laughs) I'm sure. And he just probably watched it. (laughs) <laughs> go right go over his head and bump into his tail and it was on yeah yeah i was impressed a fish that big and water that warm and hooked what where he was hooked how fast he came in oh i put the screws to him man <laughs> the straight heat was applied at that moment like i think that reel puts out 12 pounds of drag and i was cupping the spool too so i'm like it's 40 pound or had 80 pound 85 pound braid main line and then I was running a 40-pound suffix leader, which that's a copolymer, so it's got that coating to make it extra abrasion resistance. Rock proof. And if he would have went so, like there was a point of no return because in that cove, there's swirling current. And then where the cove meets the main river, it's right below that spillway, and it's just roaring through He's there. Gone. Like yeah. Mississippi River current. And there's no way I could chase him. Like if he got there... There's no way I'm going to be able to run all the way around that cove, over those rocks, around all those people fishing. Um, the line is going to be wrapped around. the, the po- There was a point that came out at the mouth of that cove, and the line was going to be wrapped around there. And then, then it would have been real, real game over. So I'm like, I'm either going to bust this fish off or he's coming in. And he ended up coming in. But, yeah, cupping the spool, you know, like leaning on him as hard as I could. But I was honestly – it's weird to say I was disappointed in the size of it because I was thinking 100 pounder the whole time, but I was thinking it was hooked in the mouth too. Yeah. So <laughs> makes a big difference. <clears throat> if, if I could bring a 70 in hooked in the tail like that, I feel pretty good if I ever get a shot at 100. Mm-hmm. So instead of the Volkswagen that you're, that you're visioning, you caught a moped. Yeah. Still nice. And you don't want. <laughs> yeah. And, and instead of letting my friends see me on it. <laughs> I did that. I put it on the internet for everyone the to see. The whole world. <laughs> it was impressive. Let's switch gears. Let's uh, introduce everybody. Brian <coughs> Kinsey's back. 
old buddy boy, the crappie slayer. He's the back crappie for... slayer and the flathead assassin. <laughs> <laughs> this you guys is like, are a match made in heaven. This year, third time on. Yep. Third, fourth, third something. time. Third time. Let's hope he gets better with age. And we got uh, JJ Hoyle. JJ's a uh, big outdoorsman when he when he can. He owns a uh, lawn care business, and that takes up a lot of a lot of his time. But he loves ice fishing. He uh, gets after some flathead once in a while. He loves deer hunting. He enjoys watching me reel and all the fish. Hey, now if I remember it right. <laughs> no, you remember it wrong. <laughs> I, might have, I might have beat you in walleye fishing. I, I don't think so. That never happened. <laughs> I, th- I think it's on the internet still. No, it, it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> if not, it will be shortly. Took it down. So, JJ, kind of introduce yourself. Tell everybody what, what you want them to know about you. Yeah, I've got four kids, so they grew up out in the wilderness with me, hunting, fishing. Even and grew good. up, he's talking, they are monsters. <laughs> they, they, are, they ate he, good. <laughs> he built them big. So, I mean, all the way from mushroom hunting to, to fishing to, to hunting animals, you name it, we did it. And it, it was a, the way I bonded with my kids. My daughter even still to this day loves to go fishing and hunting with me. And, you know, that's just my, that's honestly my peace. That's where I feel most comfortable. That's my relaxation. So, yeah, any chance I get, if I... If I get home and I've got an hour of daylight, I tell the wife, I'm going. See, I think that's bullshit because I sit by my phone for the last two years just waiting for you to call me, and you never do. <laughs> well, like I Some said, numbers I was meant crying to be last night So I'm like, JJ still hasn't called. He left and, to get some milk and never came back. <laughs> well, like I said, it's never, pastures. It, it's never planned. It's always just, oh, time to go. Yeah. You know, absolutely. and so... I did. I did schedule in a trip last year and went up to Chamberlain and fished the reservoirs up there, which was an absolute blast. I've heard so many good things. Oh, about it that. is a blast. I mean, and we Walleyes. caught walleye, smallmouth, um, catfish. We caught a fair amount of catfish. Aren't they up big there. up there? Yeah, everything. I mean, everything's big. Yeah, up it there. was. It was a blast. And you know, the thing for me was is we were running the rapulas behind the boat for for the walleye. Yeah, and there was a point there. We could not keep the catfish off of them. Dude, it happens. Happens around here even. I mean, like, it was crazy, mm-hmm. it, and and they just fold <clears throat> the rod. Yeah, it, it, they <laughs> fold the rod. trolling rod. And, and, right. and, yeah, and they shoes. open that mouth wide open. You know, because you're well, they're hard on a crankbait too. Yeah, <laughs> your crankbaits don't last as no. long when channel cats get a hold of them. Yeah, and they open their mouth, and you're trying to bring them in. And, you know, we're obviously the first one. I'm thinking I've got this monster walleye on, you know, like the oh, first fifty-inch walleye. A few times yeah. myself, I'm like, this is it, man. I, I finally got a ten-pound walleye, and I'm cranking and cranking, and pretty soon it surfaces. I'm like, what? Old blubber lips <laughs> yeah. pops up. But we cap him. I mean, they eat good. They so. do. They do. It's like, hey guys, yeah. how are you doing? Yeah. I mean, and they they were good, healthy, fat catfish. Any any salmon or anything like that up there? Uh, we did not get into any of that there was boats up there that got into i mean you name it i think they have it in that reservoir i mean guys mm-hmm. are pulling in great whites n- not great whites okay but that's very deep that's yeah. a, that's at the dam <laughs> but uh they're almost yeah. as deep as the megalodons <laughs> there was stories of the monster flatheads up there oh and, don't even go down there. <laughs> you know, Jesus. but uh i never witnessed one but the guys were talking about 
in the the giant catfish under the dam. No, my no. uncle's brother's cousin's <laughs> roommate, twice removed, no. was an underwater welder. They and were saying he swears to God, there's catfish the size of Volkswagens down there. They were saying we were we were two weeks early for the catfish up for the flatheads up there. Is what they were saying. Do they have flatheads up there? That's what they were claiming. We have to yeah. do some research. Why wouldn't they? Because yeah. everything has a geographical range. There's no polar bears in Iowa, is there, Brian? Well, I mean, I'm kind of looking at one. He's getting grayer and grayer by the day. Just because you ain't seen one, don't mean there ain't one there. Do you believe in Sasquatch? Oh, yeah. You do you really? Oh, yeah. you got to see some of the guys I work with. <laughs> <laughs> they have to be descendants you know, They just Sasquatch. found a dead moose in northwest Iowa. Shut up, really? For real, yeah. Yeah, cool. there's a uh, kid I work with. This family farm, they've spotted a moose on it did yep. they get to did somebody get to eat him no this one because if i see a dead moose on the side of the road yeah. <laughs> back straps <laughs> oh my god i'm thinking that they probably taste like a horse well i've one. never eaten a horse but i've heard good things about moose <laughs> well they the article i read they'd seen this moose for the last couple years and uh a lady that always took pictures of it or whatnot said she saw it lay down that night Next morning, she got up. It was still laying down, so she called the DNR, and they went out, and the moose had died. And so they were taking samples to find out why and what. And <laughs> Bad corn. Yeah. That arrow going through his shoulder <laughs> blade. <laughs> 300 wind mag. <laughs> I'm going to bet they don't have flyheads up there. They might, but it's so far north. My understanding is their, their range is stopped by Yankton. Okay. So below the Yankton Dam, Vermilion, the... Like that whole area has flatheads, but yeah, they were claiming they were that they might, man. Because I, for the longest time, I didn't know they had them in the Great Lakes, but they got flatheads in the Great Lakes and apparently like big dogs. Well, you're from Iowa, so anybody from South Dakota telling you anything is probably lying to you. That's a good point. (laughs) It's a very good possibility. Well, you have that in Iowa, like you know, growing up, somebody rolled down, like I saw somebody in a truck with, and you look at their plates, and it wasn't the county we were in. (laughs) You weren't telling them shit. <laughs> and then, well, the last time I was home last spring, I had my truck parked by the this bridge, and I was fishing this little creek that I grew up fishing, and I have out-of-town plates now. And I was sitting in a vantage point where I could see my vehicle, but you couldn't just obviously see me from the road. And there was a buddy of mine who I knew him. He parked behind me and was like walking all around my truck, <laughs> looking at it. So I called him. I was like, "Hey, what are you doing around my truck?" Oh, it's you. <laughs> yeah, it's me. I was about to piss in your gas tank. Well, <laughs> you wouldn't know how many times I've been told that they've caught a blue catfish out of the Rackhand River. Oh yeah, oh, all right. the time. I'm like, no, you didn't. <laughs> Usually about June. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's a blue cat. No, it's not. I, I don't even argue with people. I don't even try to change anybody's mind. I'm just like, yeah, that's awesome. Glad yeah. you're catching fish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but we caught we caught the cats, the the walleye, the smallmouth were awesome up there. Dude, or the, I bet they get big. They're big. There. They're big, nice smallies. Got the, got into the white bass. And I bet they're big up. There. They are big. We only keep the smaller ones. Sure. And then uh, we got into the sheep's heads. And then you couldn't beat them off that's, this hole. That's my guilty pleasure. Well, they're fun to fight. <laughs> like, I, like low-key, I don't share a whole lot or very often or with very many people, except, I guess, people listening to this podcast. Uh, so I hope you So, like, this. all of eight of you. <laughs> yes, yeah, so all eight of you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, but I got on a really good sheep bite 
up in northeast Iowa, and we were catching 10 to 20 pounders on jig and plastics, and they just thump it, and then like a walleye would, and you set the hook, and all of a sudden, 50 (laughs) yards of line is melted off your reel. Like, how do people not enjoy this? I agree. They were fun to catch if we weren't trying to get our limit of walleye, but you couldn't keep them off. But isn't it weird how you, like, people tend to want what they can't have? Oh, true. So walleyes, (laughs) and people lose their mind over walleyes in Iowa. Well, they lose their mind everywhere. But I feel like Iowa in particular, where they're a little tougher to get than, say, Minnesota or Wisconsin or South Dakota. Um, But people kind of shit on white bass. Yeah. They're fun to catch. Oh, I love white bass. Blast. They were fun to catch up there. I'd say white bass are my number two. Like, sheephead are my number one guilty pleasure. White bass are number two. (laughs) Well, and honestly, they're they're more fun to fight than a walleye. Walleye's not that bad a fight. If if I I had to pick, I'm going to go out and I'm going to catch ten walleyes or five hybrid stripers. I'm taking the five hybrids every time. Yeah, I think I would too. Yeah, it's a blast. You know when you set the hook, there's no guessing what's on there well yeah. they, they thump it pretty good not quite like a walleye does but pretty good and then you set the hook and then line starts melting off your reels that yeah i mean it's a good time no, give me fun. somebody who has that happening to them at that moment not and i look like, over this and I'm like, sucks yeah are you not having fun <laughs> <laughs> and if they say they're not having fun i'm telling them get the hell out of the boat yeah you know, we we will not get along you need to find a new sport right yeah Buddy, you're quiet over there. Tell us something about your fishing trips this winter. You took uh, quite a few trips. I did. I did quite a bit of fishing around local, just farm ponds. And just picking on the crappies. Are there any left? A few. Okay, good. <laughs> I got most of them picked out. Okay. <laughs> Everything under six inches went back. <laughs> Four. Four. <laughs> uh, some, t- some days I was hungry. Uh, made two trips to South Dakota with uh, Matt and probably my best year of ice fishing that's up awesome there. yeah but he kind of cheated he went up had a guide before pretty much each trip we went on <laughs> it's a little scouting trip yep yep matt i think matt spent half his winter in south dakota i think this so year. too every time we go hey i'm going back up south dakota <laughs> you like, got back tuesday so- it's thursday god you're such a dick <laughs> <laughs> had time to say hello and goodbye <laughs> that's right. way. Good shower, and now I'm back at it. Tons of miles on his pickup this year. <laughs> Worth it. That's his thing. Yep. He loves it. So do I. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're going to go anywhere to ice fish, that's you have so many lakes to pick from up there. So many options. And, I mean, I understand Minnesota's the land of 10,000 lakes, but South Dakota's got a crap ton of them, too. Yeah. Well, Minnesota's got too many people. Yeah. Yeah. South Dakota, I like a lot more. There's less people. I get that. Yeah, a lot of a lot of places. You got to drive an hour before you get to a tiny town. Yeah, or find so a just, bait shop somewhere. So there's upsides <laughs> yeah. and downsides to that. Like when I was in Florida, I was in country Florida, and country enough where there wasn't a Walmart within an hour of where I was at. And there was a few things that were kind of annoying about that. For being when I was I was down there for five weeks though. Yeah, like if you're there for a weekend, no big deal. But when you're down there for five weeks, it's you like, need supplies. Yeah. <laughs> I would really like a bottle of Louisiana hot sauce. Didn't think that was a big request. <laughs> Stop at three ga- or three grocery stores, nobody's got it. And you're like, well, I've just wasted an hour and a half and still don't have any Louisiana hot sauce. You're too snobby on your hot sauce. Yeah. Usually, I don't know, I just get a hankering for one in particular. Like, I'll go through stages. I'll have my sriracha stage. I'll have my Frank stage. I'll have my Louisiana hot sauce stage. And then there's another one. 
what's it called? Do you ever have Lola's. a no hot sauce stage? No. I no. <laughs> more hotter, more better. But there's a, a local one. So I graduated from Grandview, and then there's another Grandview graduate who started a hot sauce company called Lola's, and they're based out of Des Moines, and that shit is really? pretty, Yeah, it's pretty freaking good. Never even heard of it. Yeah. Well, I neither. I'm going to look that up. It's worth it. It's, I mean, it's hot sauce, so there's only so much variation, but it's, it's yeah. pretty good. Vinegar-based type yeah. stuff. Yeah. Well, that's our go-to. Screw Frank's. <laughs> Support the locals. Yeah. I can get on board with that. And I managed to fish in South Carolina a couple weeks ago. Yeah. You did? What did you do down there? You just kept sending me pictures of gators. I didn't see any fish. Oh, I, I wanted to wrestle that one, but. <laughs> <laughs> that's when we were down south on our trip. He was down oh, in yeah, South yeah, Carolina. You were, t- you were talking about that a little bit. I went to Walmart, bought me a Mickey Mouse pole, hit the pond you, in the resort. You couldn't take one of your 72 you got in your garage? <laughs> oh, I had to get a short one that fit in the van. Oh, so you brought it home, too? Oh, yeah. Okay. I carry a short one everywhere <laughs> I go. <laughs> Some of us aren't as blessed as others, Brian. <laughs> right? I don't know. I, don't I think I caught two bass, one bluegill. Did you have a fishing license? Are you, are you going to jail over this? I might be. <laughs> it was private. Yeah. It was private, actually. Yeah, so you're yeah, fine. Yeah. It, was, it was owned by the resort we were staying at. <laughs> but not stocked well, you're saying? Well, I think there were plenty of fish in there, but I bought one pole and one lure. Because I figured I'd probably fish for about 10 minutes and we'd be off to doing something else. You didn't buy a white twister, did you? I bought a white beetle spin. (laughs) Well, that's pretty close. That's pretty close. That's pretty close. I probably would have bought the same thing. (laughs) It was kind of cool. Maddie was with me. Mm -hmm. And we're standing on the bank of the pond. And it's not real big. I mean... And uh, Maddie, just so everybody knows, Maddie's Brian's daughter. Yep. And it's getting dark. And I'm just out there casting away one right after another and you can see something coming kind of a, a silhouette shadowy thing coming across <laughs> the water he, he had his bead on you yep and a scalligator came up and, uh, and i'm standing on the shore <laughs> and it comes up and noses right to the shore and i'm like he wasn't very big so i wasn't too scared sure and i'm like what you doing fella <laughs> well maddie how kinda, come you ain't catching no fish <laughs> <laughs> well, boy am i hungry <laughs> that, that's, that's, i'm assuming and he followed me. He, I would move ten feet to the right. Somebody has been feeding him. Yeah, Somebody, yeah. yeah. And uh, he was my friend. We we bonded. Did you name him? Well, no, I didn't name him because mm-hmm. I wanted to eat him. <laughs> you don't name things you're gonna eat. That's right. a good rule of thumb. Unfortunately, I do. <laughs> do you name them, or does Emma name them? Well. My kids raised 4-H animals. They all had a name, and we ate all of them. So <laughs> They were delicious. Yeah. <laughs> Tasty. Yeah. Homegrown treats. <laughs> yeah. So what, what was the best part of your trip down to South Carolina? I think just the time I got to spend with my kids. I had, Did you have them all? Yeah, everybody. Awesome. Logan, Peyton, Maddie Mason. I mean, the car ride wasn't so... <laughs> What is it, 18 hours, 16 hours? Uh, I think it was supposed 20? to be 18. Okay. But don't drive through Atlanta because no, it sucks. No, It's like a seven-lane parking lot. Yep. That took four hours to go 12 I've, miles. My dad Jeez. never really gets too bad, but that's probably where I saw him blow his top. The most extreme <laughs> was when we were stuck in standstill seven-lane traffic in Atlanta, or 14-lane traffic in Atlanta. Yeah, it was dumb. That's crazy. Oh, um. 
in that same vein, I was on my way back from fishing three or four days ago in where I live. There's a train just like every small Iowa town. Well, they they have the concrete barricades between lanes, so you know the trains don't have to honk their horns. Well, I'm park or I'm in park waiting for the train to go by, and it is slowing down. I'm like, just keep <laughs> just going. Give me ten more feet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it slows it twenty minutes. I'm waiting twenty minutes, and it slows to a dead stop, not blocking anything except the sensor. So the arm, oh, guard arms won't come up. There's <laughs> no way around. Me, a dude behind me hops out of his truck and starts dropping like every obscenity I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> and I'm like, bro, the conductor's three miles that yeah. way. <laughs> you know, I can't hear you. Yeah, he's not hearing a word you're saying. No. But you will be on my, my next video. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that was just the icing on the cake because it was, uh, I got up at five. Was on the road at five thirty. We drove almost to Minnesota to check out some new water. Didn't catch anything up there. It was thirty. I think what a high of thirty eight or forty or something like that. Thirty mile an hour winds, and fished all day. Hit a bunch of spots. Finally get back home, and I just said, "Screw it, let's go where I know there's fish." And instead of just scouting on this shitty weather day where you're probably not going to find out much anyway, and we squeaked out two walleyes in the last half hour. <laughs> so I Old left home Walter at save the day. Yep, left home at five thirty. Got home with the train doing its thing about quarter to nine. Two fish. Two fish. Uh, I got one. And then day. ironically, the other dude's name was Spencer, and he got one. So the Spencers dominated. <laughs> <laughs> Call it a drop. Yeah, it's just another day in the life of being Spencer. <laughs> never know where the Spencers are going to pop up. I've never fished with anybody else named Spencer. You've probably fished with a million Ryans. I've never fished with a Spencer either. It's weird. Yeah. yeah. I have fished with the Spencer. Probably regret it. No, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> Need to do it again sometime. That's what I'm saying. Dude, I'm just not good at planning. It's all spur of the moment. I, I, That's the same with just me. Just as bad. Yeah. Well, you get some fishing time. It might be just a couple hours here, a couple yeah. hours there. But I'm going. And oh, usually yeah. if I have a couple hours, I try to call Kenzie. He's like, well, I'm just getting back from such and such. You and your uncle go. Yeah, my fishing buddy. We're, we're cleaning about 75 fish. Well, I'm going to bet <laughs> if you're fishing, I'm probably fishing. So I'm keeping mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of out there a lot. That's a very fair statement. Although I didn't go today, I was out yesterday morning. I'm not going tomorrow. I am going to go Friday, though. Friday and Saturday. Got my first guide trip of the year Saturday. Hell what yeah. are you guiding for? Uh, channel cats and walleyes. So we'll start out early afternoon when it's a little bit warmer. We'll fish for channel cats. And then as the sun starts to get, get a little bit lower, we'll switch gears and go to walleyes. Up in the shallows? I mean, shallows matter perspective. Right. They don't go all that shallow all the time. I'd say like mid-depth. Yeah. So if your holes are 10 feet, they're somewhere in that four to seven foot range, most of it. Yeah. Except when they're not. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. And that's usually when I'm fishing the four to seven foot mm -hmm. is when they're not. Exactly. Well, I didn't tell you guys what I did on Monday. You're about to. If you want me, to. <laughs> I uh, I've kind of always wanted to do uh, like go out with no food, just try to catch my food, 
you know. That's dangerous for a guy like you. Right. Right. Well, (laughs) real dangerous for a guy like me. (laughs) Well, and I decided to punish myself a little bit more by going at a time where there's not that much to catch. Like, literally, it's walleye, smallmouth, or nothing. And uh, Would you have sacrificed a smallie? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What about a carp? Probably. I was pretty hungry <laughs> uh, i didn't eat for three days preparing for this trip <laughs> no i ate right be- right before i hopped out of the truck <laughs> so, so you knew you had a good two hours till exactly. you had to eat again. i needed that buffer <laughs> where i could still think straight so first spot bam eight inch walleye i'm like hmm <laughs> it'll stink a skillet <laughs> a fish I, stick and a hat i ended up letting him go i'm like well that was like the fifth cast so hopefully they're eating everywhere um and i just kept getting little dink taps you know and you swing and miss swing and miss i'm like how many of these little bastards are down there go to the next spot bang eight inch smallmouth. i'm like well that's not legal so you go back <laughs> and then bang eight inch crappie I'm like, hmm. <laughs> that is legal. That that's, is legal. That's I'll, a fancy fish. I've cleaned lots of them. <laughs> well, I've cleaned at least one. <laughs> I put him on a stringer, floated down to what I thought was going to be my honey hole, and casted for an hour without getting touched. I'm thinking, oh, no. <laughs> I'm going to have to eat scales and all. Right. <laughs> Hello, there, eyeballs. <laughs> there, there's another spot downriver that, you know, I've caught fish at, but it's not like one that i'm in love with in love with not what i'm going to get food right (laughs) well by now it's like seven you know you only got another half hour 45 minutes of daylight i rolled down there first cast bang 26 27 inch big old fat female like eyeballs like that and i'm like this is like the best worst problem I've ever had. <laughs> Starving, you are going back. <laughs> I broke down and let her go. So I'm like, well, first cast, you know, at this spot. I'm like, there's got to be one more. <laughs> Give me a 22. Just, yeah, yeah, I, I just yeah. want a 22. Even a 15. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I cast for a half hour, nothing, move spots. It's like almost dark. And make five casts. I'm like, this ain't working. I paddle back, throw my stuff up on shore, and then walk down kind of to an area I thought looked decent. Third cast, bang, 20-incher on. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Get it to the bank. Hook pops out. <laughs> oh. yeah, You're was... destined to starve to death. Right, That's right. So I walk back to camp with my tail between my legs, flay out that eight-inch crappie. And, and have hors d'oeuvres. That's <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Go to sleep. I'm like, oh, hopefully I at least get something for breakfast. <laughs> this Set- goes well with rocks. Yeah. <laughs> I saw some acorns over there. Could have scavenged some leaves and <laughs> put them in Franks. And A little salad. They would have been crunchy. <laughs> Wake up in the morning and I ended up, I think it was, it took me about five, ten minutes, got a 15-incher, and then fished for another half hour and got one that was like 20 to 22. You just had to sacrifice. Yeah. The food was there. You just couldn't have it when you wanted it. <laughs> See, I'm, I am going to have to invite you because once a year we do a, uh, it's myself and my two brother-in-laws and, and older kids. So yeah, not any littles, but we go down to the river mm-hmm. with nothing other than a frying pan 
and of course our drinks because nobody wants to dehydrate right, right. <laughs> well the drinks i drink make you dehydrate <laughs> well <laughs> oh and i did that whole camping trip without beer oh no. and then i went to a bar last night and didn't even have a beer you were that guy i was that guy <laughs> I always, it wasn't much of a bar. I always <laughs> figure it says 4% alcohol. The rest has got to be water. <laughs> so anyway, we go down there with our uh, our beer, some drinks for the kids. No, Light beer. No fire. Yeah. No firewood. We do take a lighter with us. Yeah. And we you take tents and stuff or? No, we, uh, we do take cots. Okay. But not a tent. Mm-hmm. And we fish, eat what we catch. We spend the whole, we usually get down there at noon, one o'clock, mm-hmm. spend the whole day, night, get up next morning, do a little fishing and then go. And that's our, it's our uh, redneck trip, we call it. Mm-hmm. Sounds like my three days a week minus I was going to say, that's, right. about, <laughs> that's about every day, every trip we've ever taken. Yeah, but, but <laughs> that's the main thing that makes it the redneck trip is we got to catch. Yeah, you got to get it. We do take a gun, so if we ever get too hungry, we've never had to use it, but I am not opposed. Do you eat a coyote? Yeah. Or a pigeon? You've never ate a pigeon? Well, I've heard pigeons are pretty decent. That was my grandpa's favorite. Really? Really. He grew up in the Depression. Yeah. And uh, he called them squab. So what they used to do... I call creek chubs sneebs. That's what that reminded me of. So he, they used to, when they were kids, they would go up in the haylofts and whatnot, Mm -hmm. and... uh, spot shoo the pigeons out and he said you wanted the the baby pigeons just when they're putting their feathers on and they collect all them and take them to his mom and she'd make squab pie pigeon pie so like chicken pot pie it was pigeon pot pie pigeon pot pie i feel like pigeon pot pie has a better ring to it than chicken <laughs> pot pie yeah. anyway so that's pay, pay, pay. that was one of their favorite things to eat was pigeon he said mm-hmm. it was great you know <laughs> he said otherwise you were eating eggs bread and that was about it because they didn't want to use up what little meat they had he was one of 13 right so they saved that that for the winter months when you really you couldn't go out and get right you You know and i mean he talked about he ate everything from possum to to coon to you name it you know i've never had possum i'll try anything i had i had a guy request that i catch him a young raccoon and i gutted it and Chilled it and gave it to him the next day. And yeah, the way my grandpa used to cook those was, was in the oven, and he'd put a catch pan underneath of it because they're very greasy. Greasy, yeah. And he'd change that catch pan out several times, and you know it wasn't bad. This mm-hmm. guy said he he stuffed them with sweet potatoes, and that evidently overpowered the grease. And then he baked it. And yeah, grandpa. He loved it. He just said, slow baked it. Got all the grease out of it. Cooked it till it was dry, basically. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then you ate it. It, it wasn't bad. It that was, kitchen I, had to have stunk. Yeah. <laughs> like that. For that and many other reasons. Yeah. I can't imagine possum fries up with the most beautiful smell yeah. going through the air. Actually, my grandpa said possum was better than coon. Really? Yeah. That's I, what he I claimed. I can see that. The, well, at the, that point, in the jerky? Fat. Well, yeah. kind of, yeah. But they, like you say, they ate everything but the squeal out of a hog. Right. You know, yeah. so you... Some wild animals taste way better than eating a hog hawk or, you know, whatever. So, mm-hmm. you know, he just talked about you, you weren't fussy back then. No. It was substance to get you through the work of the next day. I'm not fussy now. Yeah. <laughs> I am a little. But, I mean, I'll, there's things. You guys just ate my cooking, so you're good. Yeah. <laughs> it was good. It was good. 
I'm regretting having eaten anything before I came here because I wanted to finish that, but I was just stuffed. I can't. You're not now, though. You could go finish it now. Oh, hell yeah, I could. <laughs> <laughs> it's been minutes. Yes. <laughs> well, today was deadlift day. And those are the days where I get starving. Like, yeah. I'm a bottomless pit on, on those days. Yeah, I understand that. Like I said, with the three boys I raised that were all athletes, they'd come home from practice. Oh, I'm sure. Like, I don't know how you... I don't yeah. know how... Don't 200 have, bucks. You don't got enough food in the house anyway. No, never. But I can remember... So Bryce, my oldest, played college football. And so he'd come home on break or whatever. And you know he was working out heavy all the time. Yeah. And mom would feed him, you know, big old meal. He'd get up. I'd hear him at 11 o'clock at night. I'd hear him get up. And I thought, oh, I better go see what's going on, you know. He's looking through the cupboards. He's <laughs> frying another pound of meat. He wasn't looking through the cupboards. It was nothing for him to get out a pound of ground pork or beef and fry it up or throw five or six chicken breasts because Teresa would buy the big frozen bags of chicken yep. breasts. Throw them in the air fryer and just be staring at it like, how much? I'm like, holy cow, kid. You know, and, and in the meantime, finishing off a protein shake just to get him through till he could get that chicken. You <laughs> well, know? it does take 35 I, I minutes. I'll tell you what, though. I'm glad. As much as I eat now, I'm glad those days are gone. Because it was, my life revolved around food for a long yeah. time. Yeah, that's for a weird, long time. Them boys were. It was just insane. It's, it's almost like... Um, like a ball and chain a little bit because yeah. it like limits the things you can do when when you're trying to build it takes as much protein as when you're trying to cut it takes that much water yeah it, it's a give and take mm-hmm. if, you, if you're trying to pack it on the right way then it takes that much protein if you're trying to lose it the right way your body goes through that much water to break oh, down yeah. the fat oh, and yeah. stuff like that so yeah, it, it was it was crazy i mean Bryce was when he was competing in college football. It was insane the amount of food that kid would take yeah. in, and and at all hours. I mean, imagine what how much food they go through in a college cafeteria. Oh my goodness! Yeah, well, I can that's... remember Bryce telling me his first day or his first week up there. Mm-hmm. You know, he he played. He was defensive lineman for our school. Mm-hmm. He, he was a linebacker up there. Wasn't he? Yeah, he yeah. went to be a linebacker, and he went up there. Well, football season, then he cut for wrestling mm-hmm. and got down to 195. And then, you know, he, I think he was back up to 210, 215 when he went back up to college, and they want him at 245. Sure. And so he sits down at their first team meal, and the coach sets the plate in front of him and says, you're not leaving until it's gone. And <laughs> Bryce is like, what? <laughs> and he was serious. Them boys, they wanted weight on. There's a half a beef there. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. And they would, they the, would. That left tackle's looking over his shoulder like, you don't finish it, I will. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Bryce said then they would, like their first two or three weeks, they literally, he had to go report in for mealtime. So. Well, you have to sign it. He would have to go check in with the coach, eat his meal, but it wasn't three meals. It was were they, six meals. Were they really strict on what he ate? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, like if they you go down the wrong alley, alley yeah. you can get fat and hurry. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that kid went from he was good build. Yeah. To just a monster. Yep. And in a what I felt a very short period of time, but they had him on. Well, a very, he's got people that knew what to do. Right. You know, very seldom do people know what to do. Yeah. A lot to of people get, think they do. Well, absolutely. Myself included, and I don't know shit. They had him on a strict regiment, you know, this many carbs, this mm-hmm. many 
grams of protein, you know, this, this, and this, this much water, this much. And yeah, it's just insane. But of all my kids, he's the only one that doesn't like fish and they push it up there. It's good for you. Yeah. And like and the fried fish isn't so good no. for you, but <laughs> it's he was delicious. The grilled, the broiled, <laughs> yep. you know, all that, all that. But he, real good it actually him. was good for him because it made him a better, healthier person. Now that he's out of school and mm-hmm. those he, habits still, yeah, he makes the on. right choices. Like, it, well, he, I think that's one of the powerful things about like participating in a, a or in a sport in college. It's it's a bump up in seriousness from high school. Obviously, yeah, it's a job. It's not a sport anymore. Well, it's, you learn, but you learn so many good habits. Like wrestling in college, I wasn't no world beater or anything, but I left there with like the concept. Like the philosophy that if you don't want to do it, you do it anyway. And I applied that to pretty much every part of my life. Like, I don't feel like it. Nobody gives a shit if you feel like it, Spencer. Just do it. (laughs) Nobody gives a crap. There's a lot lot of truth to that. And that's what I saw in him, you know? As a dad looking, looking at him, knowing him his whole life, he came back with so many good habits. Yeah, that that had really nothing to do with the sport. Well, it's just the community you're around. You get surrounded by. You are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Like, right. and I've seen that. Anybody wants to argue that, I'll argue that till the day I die. Like that is one of the truest statements I've ever heard in my life. And when you're surrounded by a bunch of the right people, you can't help but pick up some of that. You yeah. know, a lot of it, not all of it, but a lot of it sticks with you. Um, and some of it sticks with you forever. And that's why it's so important to have team leaders. Like the older guys influence the younger guys. Yeah. Because a high school kid coming into a college program, you're out to lunch. You don't know what that That ain't no is. shit. Like you think you know everything and you know nothing. And if you've got crappy leaders, you're going to have crappy freshmen. Yep. Yep. You know, so it makes a, a huge difference. Yeah, it really it, – it was amazing to me, honestly. You yeah. know, first my oldest child – and seeing that transformation in him was it was really pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. So, Isn't this a fishing podcast? It is. We, <laughs> we got derailed. Uh, it was. A, I could talk. This about is this a, shit forever. This is yeah. a derailed podcast. Yes. Is what this is. Well, we, talk talk about um, the you might be river cert might be river certified. Now yeah. we get a lot of emails from listeners and fans of Spencer's videos, and, and we stuff. love them. We love them. Yes, I Keep go through them. them. You know, I I probably get a dozen or two a week. And read through them, and you know, there's some good stuff. Now, Dan has sent us several. He went on a roll. Yes, and like they were good, and then they got better. So <laughs> there's probably five or six different messages, but he went on the tangent of you might be river certified. So I I jotted down a few, and then uh, I'm gonna put these guys on the spot and see if they can't come up with a few more. Oh, that's asking a lot. I, I'm not good at that. That's stuff why I'm gonna on read the, the list first, so they got a little time to think. Okay. So these these are my highlights of Dan's emails. So you might be river certified if a night out consists of a thermocell and a bait cooler. If every picture you take is someone holding a fish. You have more bait in your freezer than you do food. You, if you look at a brush pile like a kid looks at a Christmas tree. That's a good one. <laughs> I have to say my favorite. If you invest more into braided line than your 401k. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
I'm gonna cross that one off my list. If your lower <laughs> if your lower unit man sends you Christmas cards every year. <laughs> When the clicker rolls and you react as if there's a fire alarm in a fireworks factory. That's true. That I told you about good. the alarm clock. Yeah. Yeah. Did I ever say that on here? I, I don't think so. I used to, I for two days, my alarm on my phone, when I had my phone as an alarm, uh, was a clicker on a reel. <laughs> and I just, two days in a row, I just flew out of bed. And my heart's pounding. I'm like, I need to change this or I'm going to have a heart attack. I've had dreams where I... I'm laying in bed, and my I think I hear my clicker going off, so I jump out of bed and go and grab my pole, and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> this is the dumbest night ever. Um, if you've ever been splashed by a tail slap of a beaver. Have you? Yes. I don't think I ever have. You've never been splashed? Uh-uh. Like sitting on your kayak, and they're right beside you? Right, they be, but I've never actually gotten physically splashed. Oh, I have. That... It was me, you, and Sam went down south. Yeah. And we're on the sandbar, and then I really didn't. The current was up, and I couldn't get my weights to set where I wanted it mm-hmm. to, so I went on, to oh, that, yeah, yeah, tied yeah. onto that log. Yep, yep. Yeah, I had a muskrat call, crawl on my kayak that Seriously. night. Seriously. Yeah. And then a beaver came up and just douched me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We'd had a serious problem muskrat get on my kayak. I've had them come up my ice house I think, before. I think muskrats are cool. Well, I've had I, them come I up in an beavers. ice house. Yeah. I hate beavers, but I think muskrats are cool. Muskrats are cool. They, yeah. They're just kind of If I had a glove, hanging out. I would pet him. You know, like I'm not going to pet him barehanded. And <laughs> They've got like beaver teeth. I yeah. mean, they could screw you up pretty yeah. good. But they if I had a thick diggers. rubber chore glove on, I'd, I'd try to pet him. <laughs> they're soft. They're one of the softest fur there is out there. I saw otters on, on Monday. Did you? Yeah, I've, I can count on one hand how many times I've seen otters. As much time as I spend outside, I think I've only seen otters in the river four or five times. Really? Yep, and saw. They're really people. nocturnal. They're yeah. very rarely out during the day. Well, and they're quiet. They're not like a beaver slapping their tail. Yeah. So if they're swimming around at night. I guess I've probably seen them unless more they're not fishing, but deer hunting. Okay. Going yeah. out, bow hunting early morning, mm-hmm. late evening, setting up in my stand. Of course, you can usually see the water, and I've seen them playing and... Yeah. You know, so I've seen wait. Actually, I think I've only seen one fishing. I've seen a lot more hunting. Mm-hmm. Everyone I've seen has been fishing. And when they play, they're loud. They do that chirp. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And they, you can you know what else? definitely hear it. I, I had a buddy who snagged one, and they they're really loud. When you <laughs> stick a hook in them. <laughs> <laughs> he was not impressed. No. Then the drag starts screaming. I I catch them in snares and to dispatch an otter in a snare as a chore i couldn't imagine having one on a fishing pole luckily it came off the line but he was like are you gonna land that for me i'm like good one <laughs> well, well since we're talking about catching stuff you're not supposed to last well, uh, keep it keep it legal uh, it's legal <laughs> okay last uh fall took my nephew and brother-in-law down um under the bridge mm-hmm. crawled down got on a sandbar down there and uh we we're fishing at night having a good time and my nephew was having a little trouble getting his line cast out where he wanted it. So dad says, well, give me that son of a bitch. I'll put it right where you want it. Mm-hmm. And he's got a big old bluegill on it, flips it across. And he didn't have his light, and I heard a slap. And I'm like, that wasn't water, Ben. And so I get the big light and shine over there. A raccoon comes running down the tree. His bait's laying on the, the riffraff across Oh, he threw it on the rocks oh, on the other the side. <laughs> oh, a raccoon comes down, grabs it. So Ben tries yanking to get it 
sets the hook into uh, the raccoon into the raccoon's leg it's as on. he jerks. Oh no! And now we got a squalling mess. We got a young kid that's freaking out because we got this coon over here just going. <laughs> bananas well they're not quiet no and and then the coyotes start going bonkers behind us because they hear a coon Mm -hmm. that's hurting and ben's like i don't want to you know drag it over here i'm like no you're not dragging it over here (laughs) and uh so he he loosened a line and that coon ran up up the tree Mm -hmm. and once he was up the tree far enough we were able to break the line off Mm -hmm. you know it got tangled or whatever but he caught a raccoon (laughs) all right the worst one (laughs) the the absolute worst one i've ever been a part of well no that's it's bad it might not be the worst but it's up there i was fishing off a pier in southern florida when i was like 16 in some like local i'm assuming or at least some guy who seemed to know more than me told me if you catch a ladyfish, or they're like, they call them skipjack too. If you catch a ladyfish, just hook a, a circle hook through its nose, no weight, no nothing, and just let it swim around off the pier, kind of halfway between the end and the beach, so it's not out super deep. But anyway, just let it swim around, and you can catch big snook doing that. So that's what I did. I caught a ladyfish, put it I out. I bought. You know, <laughs> well, I mean, what the hell is it going to hurt, you know? <laughs> Well, I found out that uh, I had the reel and free spool clicker on, and a freaking pelican swoops down and swallows that thing. Oh, and it flies oh away God. with it in its mouth. You know, he does the gulp down the hatch, and then I grab the rod because the clicker's screaming, put it in gear, start reeling this pelican in. He's going all over the place. People are yelling, screaming. Thank God there was no camera phones at the time. <laughs> He's flying a kite. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And they, they're not friendly when you get them on the pier. But I got them as close as I could and snipped the line, and he flew away. Hopefully hopefully he's okay. He's probably dead now. I would. <laughs> From I'm when you were guessing. 16. Just yeah. guessing. Yeah. yeah. I'm guessing he probably didn't make it a day and a half. It was uh, not my proudest moment. Yeah, I bet there's a lot of critters that have been hooked by fishermen over the years. The worst one I saw that I can think of was, it was a pelican again, but it was last summer. A dude set a limb line, which is illegal. Like in Iowa, you can't set lines off of trees. Yeah. They did. Um, You can't leave them overnight, or you can't leave them for more than 24 hours. These look like they've been there for a long time, and you got to tag them. So there was a lot of illegal uh, part of this. And um, But I saw this pelican flapping, and I get over there, and it was hooked in the eyeball. Uh, mm. So he was he was wore out. And I got close and grabbed some pliers and and uh, popped it out as quick as I could. And he kind of stumbled off and just sat there about yeah. 50 yards away. And I cut the lines and cleaned it up. But it wasn't the most ideal situation. And it's shitty, too, because it leaves a bad name for people who run – titty pulls and set lines because there's, yeah. there's nothing wrong with it if you do it the right way absolutely yeah. right. you know like i i think they're fun you know, it's it's a blast it's a blast when you pull around. up and your pvc rods touching the water or you know? i had one time where i had uh one set and we checked so it was a good night like we caught some big fish and go around the river bend and there's a big brush pile and we got one on the front one on the back and the front one had like a 40 on it we get that 40 go around the back side of that brush pile and <gasps> pvc's gone you know you shine the light where the hell is it and you get a little bit closer and it was still shoved in the bank but it was completely folded over in the water quivering like <laughs> so it's it hung up yeah so yeah i i grab it and try to pull on it and it's solid 
and I kind of feel like something wiggling. <laughs> and I follow the line down, and there was a log underwater, and I'm leaning over the boat. I grab the log, and my buddy, I think it was with Sparky. Sparky was holding the rock, the the ditty pole, and I lift this log up, you know, put everything into it I can, and move it just a little bit. And about a 30-pound flathead shoots out. (laughs) (laughs) But they're fun, you know? It just sucks when people do shitty stuff like that. I really enjoyed doing that, but I think Ryan got tired of pulling me in the boat. (laughs) The only time Brian wants to take his boat out is August when there is no flow under 300. (laughs) When you're like, do, like, would I even want to take my kayak out? (laughs) Oh yeah, let's get the boat in the water. We do every time. We always have fun. Once in a while we get to where we're going. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) When you were a kid, did you ever do the jugging? No, not when I was a kid, but in Oklahoma I did. Yeah. That's a lot of fun. That is a blast. Do you put the nightsticks in them? We did all of ours during the day. Okay, so when I when I was a kid, mm-hmm. again camping, taking the trip, you'd throw, you know, if there's four of us there, when you're done fishing for the night, you get your jugs out, and you break your glow stick, glow stick yep. put it in the jug, use milk jugs, throw them out, you know. Remind you of Jaws? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and you all lighted barrels. You all had your own color, you know, so you knew whose was whose, mm-hmm. and you'd pretty soon you'd see that old jug just a trucking across yep. the lake and you're like oh let's go you know you go dive in the boat and paddle out to it and mm-hmm. god it was a blast i haven't done that for years i think it'd be really fun to do that for big big fish you yeah. have like a big big jug yeah and imagine the fish to pull like i don't know would be like a, a two to two or three gallon bottle of some sort all the way under the water that'd be yeah. a hell of a fish yeah. it would that's yeah. a lot of buoyancy. God, it was, it was a lot of fun doing that, and I haven't done it for years. But mm-hmm. just talking about that made me remember the good old days of jugging. Back when times were simpler. Yeah, definitely. When you had time. Which, exactly. Which brings us to our next topic. It's almost spring, fellas. <laughs> you so, wouldn't know it looking outside. You wouldn't know it, but the calendar 36, says. Calendar 30 says 30 mile it's an hour sustained spring. winds. And so snow tonight. Yeah. yeah. There's supposed to be an inch of snow on the ground tomorrow. Yeah, it's going to be an inch of snow in my boat, and I'm going to have to go clean it out tomorrow. Because I don't have enough things to do. <laughs> you park so, that thing in the garage. Yeah, good one. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing. Like, I, like Ella and I did a little house shopping, just looking around at houses just to see what's out there. And um, it's hard to, like, there's a pile of places with two-car garages, but there ain't no way my boat's going to fit in them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're 20 yeah. foot deep. Yeah, exactly. And that, I think, total package, that thing's 26 feet long. You need, yeah. you need a garage like mine. I do. You want to you let me borrow yours? Well, it's <laughs> kind of full. <laughs> <laughs> With your kids? I'm sure yeah, it is. Yeah, it's no, the, the goal is to find a home that either has a big building or has room for a driveway to go in the backyard to put a building there someday, you know. But yeah, we'll see. All right, after your tangent. I get on those. <laughs> That's kind of this whole night, but it's been a good time. I get but what's the most, what what thing are you most excited for when spring gets here? Let's say from now until May. Out fishing you. Crappies. Every chance I can. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> we do need to go a little, do a little walleye fishing. We do. Well, we are Friday. Well, Friday, we're yeah, going to get out. Do a little walleye fishing. Can't wait to out fish you on Friday. Cat fishing. Yeah. I'll just cut your line. That's all right. <laughs> I'll be boat flipping seven pounders, like not giving you a chance. 
I would say for me, it's the I love the walleye in the spring. I can't believe you didn't say mushrooms. Well, That's mushrooms mine. is pretty close yeah. up there. Quit but. stealing my thunder. <laughs> you, you and every other person in Iowa are excited yeah. about mushrooms. I, I really enjoy the spring walleye. Yeah. One, because it's not easy. You know, you got to work at it. Oh, yeah. And so I enjoy that part of it. And and then you always end up with a small ear, too, which makes it even that much better. So that, that, that'd be for me, is the walleye hunt in the spring. Yeah. I know Kenzie's daily double for springtime any anytime i feel the sun starting to warm the back of my neck i know brian kenzie's out mushroom hunting or crappie fishing yep or both at the same time or both at the same time there's nothing better than going to find 40 50 mushrooms and then go catch 20 crappie and have a hell of a fish fry when you get home i was gonna say that's the that's the supreme meal isn't it oh yeah that and you throw a little wild asparagus on the side oh Iowa's springtime Iowa. It's it's pretty tough to beat when the weather's good. When the right. weather's and good, it's not you know for that whole mile an hour. seven and a half hours that all three of those things right. align. <laughs> those are some sweet days. <laughs> yeah, with the temperatures we've been having, asparagus is going to be pushing off into May before. Yeah, and then you don't want to cut it after June, or that's what I was always raised as. So I think it's going to be hot ever, and heavy. Do you ever eat your asparagus right out of the ground? Oh yeah, That's it my, tastes like snap peas. It's, it's, it's a completely different it. taste. Yeah, yeah. Back when I first started taking my son Garrett, I'd have to find fifteen pounds of it because he'd eat ten. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of like rhubarb. Do you ever just? Oh yeah. I mean rhubarb. I've never had rhubarb straight off. Oh, ground. it's a lot better than cooking it. That's I don't like candy. Cooked. That's I God's really. candy. Unless I really don't a, like cooked rhubarb. Unless it's in a strawberry rhubarb pie. It's got to take a lot of sugar to cover <laughs> up that tart. Once you cook it, it gets so tart that I just don't dig it. You just throw vanilla ice cream on it, and the tart goes away, and it's heaven. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Turns retarty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's good. But, yeah, sometimes do that. Just cut you off a stalk and start. You don't just bite it off. You kind of just nibble on it. Or at least I do chew no, I on it. I stick the whole thing in my mouth. <laughs> you like celery. I just kind of <laughs> sit there and chew on it and get the good juices, and yeah, it's good. I didn't, And I never, growing up, we always cooked it. Yeah. And then I'm out picking mom and dad's patch, and I was like, what it tastes like, you know? Shit, why have I been cooking it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just like, this is, like, perfect. Yeah. It, it that's is. that's me and asparagus. If I, if I cook asparagus, i got to season it. Really? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I like it raw too. way better than, than I do, cut. I do too. See, I like to take that asparagus and just uh, put a little butter on it. Butter. And uh, put it on, wrap it in aluminum foil with butter, throw it on my smoker when I'm cooking whatever it is I'm cooking. Yeah. And that's good enough for me. A little bit of I'm, butter. and I'm a huge fan of that Chicago seasoning. I don't, I don't oh, know yeah. what company makes it, but I put it on my steaks. I put it on every vegetable. That I, meal that we had tonight had a couple layers on it. And... That's my asparagus go-to too. Is you just, I don't know what seasonings are in it, but it's amazing. Butter and garlic salt. Yeah. Just, just yeah. ground them in butter and garlic salt. That that seasoning I got's got a lot of peppers, like black pepper, and it's got mm-hmm. a red pepper in it, and it so it, it gives it a little more tang Zip. to it. But yeah. Sure. I would just love it. my taste to come all back. Yeah. It still hasn't came back. Not really. I mean, I, could, I can. He's taste always things. been slow, though. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> probably, probably doesn't help chewing and drinking and. Well, yeah. I, 
yeah i don't know i asparagus is like my that's my thing like when i can't pick it anymore i'm pretty sad I mean, when it starts going to seed you yeah i'm pretty have a sad moment. I, I really like fresh asparagus. Yeah. And, and way better than any store bought you could ever buy. You know what the best part? If you want to talk about asparagus, what me and my old man do when we go mushroom hunting is we'll throw a 12 pack in the cooler. Yeah. And then, you know, you walk, you drink, you walk, you drink. and If the 12 pack's gone and you don't find any mushrooms, then you, you still go fish. Another 12 pack. Still one. <laughs> you go or if you go buy another yeah. 12 pack. I, I've got a story for you that we got into a mess one, so good one time that our bags were full mm -hmm. and we actually sacrificed the beer we dumped the ice out of the cooler put our beers back in it mm -hmm. but we had to have more room for mushrooms oh dude I mean, <laughs> we're like we don't care if the beer gets warm we're I'm, into the mushrooms. i'm a beer guy mushrooms only come around so often yeah you know i don't my problem with morels i i like hunting morels but i don't love it and then i i'm kind of a was ruined when i was 16 in southern iowa i don't know what it was like up here but we there was a phenomenal year and it it wasn't even a big deal to go pick 10 pounds right which is crazy well how old are you i'm 33 so i would have been so you're 10 years younger than me so yeah, yeah that, i do remember that year it would have been 17 years ago yeah 17 years ago my yeah. kids were little so it was like that up here too it yeah it? okay because Bryce would have been like four. Yeah. And I told Teresa I'm taking him out with me. She's like, oh, mushroom hunting? Really? I'm like, yeah, he'll be. That kid could find him. And if a four year old well, could yeah, walk around and. I mean, the little ground, kids bud. have the advantage. Yeah. I mean, he's. Little a, kids and Ryan. They're excellent, <laughs> excellent mushroom hunters. <laughs> I do what I can. But yeah, I mean, you, you'd almost trip over them. I mean, they were just everywhere. Right. I even found them in my yard in town that year. Yeah, the, the weirdest one was there was uh, that year there was a mushroom growing next to a stop sign in the middle of town. I was mowing a yard because that's what I did for money. Well, I guess I still you do. can still. I haven't to. grown up past that yeah. point. <laughs> I'm a little jealous. Simpler. Time. You evolved back to that moment. Uh, yeah. You you took lawn care and made it a hell of a lot more complicated than I than my operation. I was. did. I did. But yeah, I found that mushroom right by a stop sign when I was mowing the yard. It yeah, it, it was crazy. I do remember that because, well, my wife was so proud that she found them because I went out mushroom hunting right after work and come home and she's got like ten of them. I'm like, well, where'd you get them? She's like, they were in our yard. I'm yeah. like, yeah, so I'm not that good a mushroom. <laughs> <laughs> there was so, one time, there's there's a spot out west and a little bit of south of town, right by your dad's house, but you go south so on that gravel just road. Just so everybody knows, we're talking mushrooms, so it's probably north and east. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> accurate. That's accurate. But it's a well-known spot that people go to all the time, and I went... And I had my six-pack, and mm -hmm. I walked through, and I finished my six-pack, didn't find a goddamn mushroom. <laughs> Come back, and there was one not three inches from my tire of my truck <laughs> growing in the gravel road. Oh. Yeah, we found them. I don't know. We'll, we'll switch gears a little bit. I can go on them about mushrooms a bunch, but what I'm really jacked up about for spring, other than outfishing you, um, <laughs> turkey hunting, man. Like I, when This I is your year. It's, well, it's it's like you're I'm not gonna it's your song I'm gonna spend some more time in the woods this year but I was out not this week but the week prior we had a real nice Monday I think that was the last nice day and I, <laughs> it I was jinxed the whole rest of the spring yeah, forever <laughs> right <laughs> and they were 
gobbling their asses off and i'm just sitting there or standing everything there was it was like the oh. world just finally came back alive Every, everything but the walleyes <laughs> wow. like I, I caught one I, I caught i did catch three but they're all just little dinkers but most days when you catch you know when the walleye is lights out it's not nice conditions no shitty well, weather uh, yes and no like springtime this time of year if you're like, you can go on a day like today, or you can go when it's sunny, no wind, beautiful out, I do way better on those days in the spring. I had one day... Do you spend more time out there? Dude, I, I limited it out in an hour. Remember when we had that podcast and you came over and ate all... You yeah. and Rick ate all those walleyes? I limited Whoa. it out in an hour. We didn't get invited to that, right? Yeah, we only invite you guys. <laughs> That's because we don't like you guys yeah. that much. We, we we plan the menu and then we plan the guests. Uh, and I get something <laughs> against uh, chubby guys. We don't want to share that much so fish. Y- you got my uh, my recipe that I just made up like next, an hour next before time, you got here. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll bring you a couple bags of fish. You have them ready for us when we get here. I I've got a couple bags. I'll get I need you some eating. damn walleyes. It won't be that big of a deal. Yeah, no. a I'm gonna. Ryan's going to watch me limit out right in front of him <laughs> on Friday. So About two hours after I limit out, yeah. so it's not a big deal. <laughs> I'll be like, way to catch up, Spencer. <laughs> He's going to be on his phone Facebook, are you done yet? Yeah. You finally switched to the white twister, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> I promise you I will not fish a white twister on Friday. I'm going to just you so can, I can catch my You can limit out in five casts, and I'm not putting a white twister on. <laughs> That's the Iowa walleye fish catcher. Dude, it's, it's not just Iowa. Yeah. It's like, if you, I mean, if, you sit. If you want to catch a tuna in the Raccoon River. On, on a white twister. <laughs> you could. You absolutely, like, if you had one that was appropriately sized, yeah. absolutely catch a tuna on a white twister. Yeah, them white twisters will catch everything. Which yeah. is stupid, because they don't look like anything under the water. <laughs> oh, absolutely what, not. What thing in the water is just white? Nothing. Nothing. Uh, Mr. Twister. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, what is that? I saw that from all of seven yards away. It looks tasty. (laughs) You think at some point they'd figure out, like, you know, Bill just ate that thing and he ain't been back yet. (laughs) You know what? Thank God they don't. uh, It was so good he took it home. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So turkey hunting, do you do that down home or up here or wherever I can find places to go I, it's usually uh, zoos petting yeah. zoos yeah <laughs> people's farms fairway <laughs> if i see one strutting out of a driveway i'm there well you're, you're, here's a good story for you me and my dad were hunting and to answer your question it's mostly just an excuse to hang out with my dad yeah um but i'm gonna spend a little more time probably up here especially during fourth season maybe on the river or if i can scrounge up a different spot but um me and my dad were hunting Heard turkeys gobbling everywhere. They fly down from the roost. They hen up, and everything gets quiet, like most mornings. But there was this one who just kept gobbling his ass off. And I was like, you know, His old lady stood him up. He kind of sounds like he's <laughs> close to the truck, Dad. And he's like, yeah, he does. So we stay out there, you know, our normal, till about 8.30 when we're ready for a cup of coffee. <laughs> or, or you know, hardcore turkey hunting. Yep, yep, hardcore. And we walk back to the truck. And he lights up again, so we're like, well, we should probably, you know, be quiet. You know, look around and get close to the truck and uh, come around the corner and forgot that the farmer had 
turkeys. And <laughs> this guy was just strutting his ass off in his pen. He was white. <laughs> we, we were kind of excited. But... I've only honest. So I shot him anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Went and paid the farmer. Yeah. Still won't let me fish his pond. <laughs> what an asshole. <laughs> You know, I've only went turkey hunting once. I've hunted everything else. I've you told can you hunt that for years own. that we need to go turkey hunting, and then I'm sitting next to my phone, just waiting for yeah. that phone call. Well, you hunt turkey different than I do. What? I use a bow. That's my phone, isn't it? Yeah, I'm a bow hunter. I love the bow. I like. I the way I look at it is, I have a hard enough time killing them with shotgun. So I don't or need a high to, power. Okay. <laughs> would, see, I wouldn't progress to a bow. If I could, I would progress to a high power, and then I would get one every year. No, I, I, the one and only time on our own ground, I decided I was going turkey hunting. I'd heard turkeys out there. Walked out in my camo, crossed a ravine, come to the top, and here's a tom strutting <laughs> twenty yards from me. Here I am. I drew back, thumped him. I'm like, turkey hunting's stupid. It's so easy. <laughs> yeah. Dude. I got the turkey, went back up, and I'm like, Dad's like, you're done? I'm like, yeah. I was like, nothing. I mean, i never been back. I'm like, that was dumb. Like, you just walk See? up to a turkey. You, that was you. me and bear hunting. <laughs> was it? First time I ever went bear hunting, I shot a seven and a half foot black bear. I've never been back. You already conquered it. Yeah, it's like my I brother mean, in weightlifting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not as smart as you guys. The first time I ever tried to catch a walleye in Iowa... Uh, second cast, 18-incher. Third cast, 20-incher. Fifth cast, like, I don't know, another 18 to 20-incher. And I'm thinking, this stuff's easy. <laughs> that, then you're done. But you're I, just I, like, I did it. I didn't quit. <laughs> like, I just kept going, and I'm like, wow, and I was lucky. now let's cast 157, <laughs> yeah. six-incher. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's why I just hung it up. Like, boom, done. That's easy. Check that off. <laughs> Well, on so, the unicorn. So yeah, since I didn't, <laughs> since I didn't hang it up, I did have last fall. I caught three on three casts. Really? Yeah. So I bested it. Well, there you go. Yeah. Was that your it first? It only took a decade. First three casts. <laughs> no. Or, no. Or like cast one hundred one, one hundred two, and one hundred three. <laughs> well, I flooded the river, so it would have been cast probably somewhere between fifty and hundred. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But so that really bang, bang, bang. Count. Did you unhook the first one, or did you just cast it back out and reel it in three times? No. No? no. So no. what we're talking about, does anybody here like bass fishing? I sometimes get talked into going bass fishing. What about you, Brian? You, Dude, I like fishing anything. Well, I'm not, I, I agree. If it's a, it grabs the end of the line, it's I don't, big enough. I don't go out and target bass. Yeah. But if I get but my they like a crappies or something... <laughs> yeah. they like white I, I think there's a there's a something with that though there's guys that are just hooked on that bass fishing i think people are more hooked on the culture of bass fishing like this prestige of well, winning I don't, I don't, the bass master i don't classic. think well i think it's a competitive thing because i mean every everybody has a competitive streak and some people transfer it to fishing and bass fishing is the easiest one to transfer that too because there's so many tournaments available true and i talk shit on bass fishing all the time but I will say, uh, bass aren't that inherently hard to catch per right. se. But the best is the best. If like if you are the best at catching largemouth, at consistently catching the biggest fish, like that's impressive. Yeah. See, like me with bat, my bass fishing is, uh, I didn't catch any crappie. 
I'm not getting anything. I'll go catch a bass. Like, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, like whatever. I'll put it on and go catch one. Well, there. the times of year where crappies are hard to catch, bass aren't. Right. You know, like in the middle of summer when it's hotter than hell and crappies are suspended in the middle of freaking nowhere and you have no idea where to cast to them, bass are on the bank and they're going to crush topwater. Yep. Early in the morning. You have to catch one bluegill, <laughs> throw it under a bobber, and wait. They come to you. Yeah. yeah. Every that is another single time. Yeah. And that is um, how I caught several of my largest largemouth. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and it, so for me, the largemouth is a time passer. Like, something else isn't biting. I know I can go get one of them. I've never. You're talking farm ponds, though. Like, when you, yeah. when you go to a, a larger body of water, it is a different ball game. They're a little tougher to catch. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. See, I've never. When I go to a large body of water, I'm not after. A bass, you right? Know? Yeah. So, especially when you have so many farm ponds close to you, yeah. And that's just... that's what the thing with bass for me is. I grew up fishing bass in farm ponds, and it lost its mystique. Yep. You know, you you yep. go to a farm pond, and you're gonna catch a bass. That's a Billy. Girl. He's he was seven pounds four years ago, <laughs> right. yeah. and now he's seven and a half. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I just always wondered where the the for me where the real passion comes from that because i think it's the competition i yeah. really do yeah. well when we we're down and south, those pretty sparkly boats <coughs> all those ranger oh, boats oh, yeah. has that fleck in it they're walleye, so pretty walleye boats are the same way. <laughs> yeah they are you know there's a lot of people that fish for food you know they go out to fish for unlimited crappies because they can go clean them by a lot of people you mean brian kinsey well there's more than <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot more. or perch or too. walleye yeah. or whatever well I, I can relate i kill yeah. a lot of walleyes and there's you know, I fish with a lot of people, and there are not a lot of people that keep bass. No. No, anything. and that's a cultural thing that I think has spread out since the tournaments got big. Because my understanding was bass, back in the day, a lot of people kept a lot of bass. Yeah. And yeah. I've kept my fair share. They make a fine fish sandwich. Yeah. yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't. Through the ice, I love them. Yeah. I, They're I'm a nice, firm meat. Mm-hmm. I don't think I yeah. keep a bass over about two pounds unless I kill it, you know. Yeah. It it swallows it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'm with you. I like the ice fishing bass. I'll eat them. Well, they're I, fun to fight through the ice, yeah. too. You, you get used to the bluegills and crappies, and then you hook something that fights back. Yeah. yeah. It's like walleye fishing, you get a three-foot northern. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of the same theory. Well, that's what really sucked me into ice fishing for catfish, because you're talking about something that's going to fight back. Yeah. You know, you set the hook, it's solid, and then it pulls off some lines. And the way you do it is exciting. You know, the jaw jackers. It's kind of like well, it's mean not trapping. Even, it's not even the best way to do it. Like, the, honestly, the best way to do it is with the jigging rod. And move and, and move, move and move. stick yes. and move. But, man, when those jaw jackers go off, it's so much Boom. fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's know, like somebody strums a guitar. It does. That's, that's a, exactly This it. year, I'll be honest, I've never caught a catfish through the ice. Mm-hmm. This year, we caught three. And I don't... They were just hungry, or I don't know if it was the year or what the deal was. It's probably just the day. Like, it's amazing how some days they're amazingly inactive, and then other days they're pretty aggressive. They'd move. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and these were at three different locations, three different days, but it's probably the weather. Yeah. It just, it was kind of, it was a lot of fun catching them through the ice. I mean, they fight. We went to a farm pond around here, and that's all we could catch one day. Really? They were, well, this is with Uncle Bug and Junior and Uncle Raymond. We're just sitting there. Had holes lined up about 10 feet apart, and one catfish right after another. I'll be dying. Yeah, and have just... you been back there other days and can't catch a catfish? Yeah. yeah. That's like the only day we've is, ever caught. Isn't I mean, it we, weird? It is yeah, weird. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and we weren't. 
going for catfish, obviously. It was just, and like I said, we got a fish cam. Mm-hmm. So, and we set it up outside our tent, and then he we got a remote control so you can turn it, right, whatever. Right. And this one catfish, we named him Frank. Yeah, it's a good catfish name. Yeah, <laughs> Frank would come in and the bluegill leave. Right. And we're like, Frank, God <laughs> damn it, Frank, go somewhere <laughs> else. <laughs> and so I hear your mom calling. Get out of here. We're finally like, we got to catch Frank because he is just messing this all up. <laughs> so uh, my brother-in-law puts on a little bigger lure and, and uh, a little different bait, mm-hmm. flips it down there, and he gets to jigging it at him, and the catfish gets a little closer and a little closer, <laughs> like, oh, get Frank, get Frank, get him. <laughs> we got to get him out of here. He's just messing. And he took it finally. Mm-hmm. That big, yeah, I call it, he has a two, three pounder, nice. But on an underwater camera when you're used to yeah, looking at like eight inch yeah, yeah. He, he looked huge on an underwater camera. And, you know, we got these little bitty. Oh, yeah, folded in half. Yeah, it's just, it's a blast to get him out. We're like, you're lunch. We're not putting you back. Like, you're ours. Well, and that's probably the best tasting catfish you Yeah, ever it ate. was, it oh, was pure great. white. Oh, my gosh. Pure white meat. I mean, just. Even ice out, like this time of year when the water's like, four, it was 40 yesterday. You catch a catfish this time of year. And, oh, they're so good. Yeah, cold water fish by far is you, better than any any warm water. I would agree. I, I just... They're, and their meat, like Ryan said, is firmer. Well, it's, I don't know what it is, but, you know, it's just flakier, firmer. Was well, it water more dense when it's colder? Well, you were the science teacher. Well, I'm just... Come on now. <laughs> I'm just getting... We're the know, students here. Confirmation from the community. Well, yeah, People it should be, around. right? Like, uh, yeah, it's physics, right? Right. So the meat is the same way, right? Right, right. Just like our muscles when you go outside and it's cold are tighter. Well... I mean, our internal body temp stays the same. True. You're, but you're shivering. You're shivering, and your legs are tight. Your arms are tight. You can't hardly walk. But I don't think that has to deal with the temperature. Like, your muscles aren't actually getting colder, I don't think. Well, then why are we tensing up when it's cold? Well, if we're tensing up, it's... It's a voluntary reaction. Or, I guess it'd be an involuntary, involuntary reaction. reaction. Getting pretty sciencey. Right yeah, here. you're... you're I, moral of the story is... I don't freaking know why they taste better when it's cold. They're better. They just all that I really care about is they taste better. They're better, and they're, their their beer tastes better when it's cold too. So uh, <laughs> beer is good no matter what. <laughs> I'm looking forward to sitting on a sandbar when it's 90 degrees out and grabbing a bush light that is 35 degrees. Yes. You gonna come off the wagon? Turkey season. <laughs> Turkey it's season. Like, boot like you two, off. Two two weeks away. You quit drinking. Just for he randomly while. does. He like sets his his. He makes a bet. I was with getting himself. a little fat, and I need to fix it. Well, oh. look at, look, I've been, listen, a, to, listen I've been a little fat for years, <laughs> and I'm getting on a lot. I don't, don't want to get. I've been a little fat for like 25 now. <laughs> so we talked about uh, it quite a bit on the last yeah, one. Yeah, I've been a little fat. Well, since about 20. And I'm 43, so I'm <laughs> rocking it now. Like I know how to work and, it. Right. I, I mean, just I just like seeing it. I like holding myself accountable. Well, I understand that. I like holding myself drunk. (laughs) (laughs) If I'm not that weight, we don't have counterweight when we're doing stuff out, you know, landscaping. I've got to be at least 250 pounds or it doesn't work. Yeah. (laughs) I thought you were talking about holding the beer while you're doing landscaping. So you No, no, I do not drink when I'm landscaping. And then I was thinking. Well, unless it's after two. (laughs) Well... I didn't say I Can don't you, finish the day landscaping <laughs> with a beer, but it's way fun. Yard work, do. yard work at home. 
a beer while you're doing yard work at home. Is it kind of motivates you. Yeah. I hate yard work at home because I do it all day. <laughs> right. well, that's, that's like, like I hate electrical work. Yeah. yeah. I mean, my wife will be like, "Why you got these people's yards looking beautiful and look at our yard. I'm like, I don't. Honey, it doesn't pay for me to do my yard. Yes. I mean, that's time that I could be making X amount of dollars. Right. Somewhere and then else. when I do get home, I don't. That's not what I want to do after I've been doing it all day. You know? yeah. like, I'm over it. And that's I'm why going I, fishing. That's why I wouldn't like ask either of you guys to help me wire anything or try <laughs> not to because yeah. you know you do it all day. You know, it's different though. Like if I got a buddy that calls me and says, "Hey, I'm trying to landscape. Can you come over?" I can go over because all I'm going to do is point you in the right direction. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to say, here's what you got to do. Well, and then I'm going to drink your beer. So I'm happy. <laughs> You're right. You the, know? Time, the time Ryan wired my boat, you were working. That was, it was fun, though. You know, I'm just glad we it's got not it something I do. I do every day. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, there's a lot of truth to that, too. Sometimes. Even though my boat needs completely rewired. <laughs> You're not going to do it, though, are you? I'm not. Yeah. Fuck it. It still works. Yeah. My, my old man, he bought a boat last summer, and he was talking about how, oh, just when you have a little time, I'm going to bring up the boat, and we're going to, you know, have, I'm going to have you set up everything in it. And I'm like, well, one, I don't have a little bit of time. <laughs> Two, it's not going to take a little bit of time. Yeah. It's yeah. going to take a lot of time. And three, well, you're my dad, so I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can't believe he bought a boat. I can't either. He's talked about it forever. Is like, it like a cruiser boat or a fishing boat? It's just... Uh, you, have you ever met my dad? Mm. Well, if you met him. He, he's tighter than bark on a tree. And he's he's got plenty of money to does buy it, a really does nice... Does it look like an 87 Lund? No. Oh. 82 <laughs> Bass Tracker? Is it closer to Noah's Ark? No, it's 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 like uh, I haven't seen it. The way he described it, it's a 17 foot deep V Lund with a 30 like 35 horse tiller on it. Oh, so yeah. it's it's not a council. It's wide open. It'll be a good fishing boat. It's not the boat I thought he'd so get. It's, but, so it's my boat, but I've got a council on 115. But it's, it's and he's got a tiller and a 35. It's probably a lot like the boats you see in Canada. Yeah, like uh, a, the resort like boats, Mister yep. Pike or whatever Lund yeah. called those. Yeah, yeah the Mister yeah. Pike. They were a great. Hey, I'm going out to fish, and that's all I'm going to do. Yes. yes, yes. I thought he would pick, get a boat similar to what you you got. Yeah, in Pro V that you could just cruise around in, you know. But um, I don't know. We'll see. I haven't seen it in person. I'm just going off of what he told me. So. Well, judging by genetics, he might want to earn it because. You've never done anything easy in your life. Oh, I, I, and that I was led by example. Like I, I got to witness all that stuff growing up. So. You got to see the dandy I got sitting in his barn. I have. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's like the fifth boat he's had sitting in my barn. <laughs> I don't have a boat. Well, I'd almost you have give more you money one. than any of us do. So, and that's probably part of it. <laughs> well, I, uh, I've got other toys that take up money, but. My my goal is for one my camper. Yeah, I love my camper. Yeah, and but, you use it quite a bit. Yeah, but my wife and I have talked. Once Emma's out of the house, I don't need a forty foot bunkhouse camper. Sure, so that's the same one you've had. Yeah, I've had it. That's I a nice it. camper. It's a beautiful camper. I bought it new or a year old. Mm-hmm. Taken, you know, it's always shedded, whatever. But and you always take twelve kids everywhere you go, right? And you know, we're at the point now. It's just this and. 
She's great with having her own bunkhouse at the back now. Of course, no brothers to mess with her. She's got her home. You know. <laughs> Finally. Mm-hmm. Years I've yeah. thought about this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and she can bring a friend and, like, yeah. you know, whatever. But, you know, when she's – I'm not – I, I just don't see us – you know, it was nice because then you can kind of cut the kids loose when yeah, you go or I'm whatever. Yeah, I'm following you, man. Yeah. But yeah. we're like, you know, we'll get a boat, you know, because she likes to fish. Mm-hmm. And we'll get a boat. We can go here, go there, go do whatever. I don't need the camper. So that's kind of where my tipping point is. I got two years with Emma left in the house. And then, mm-hmm. yeah. then I think that's where... Let her enjoy it yeah, for a couple that, more years. Yeah, the then... boys always had a camper growing up. I'm yeah. not going to take that from right. her. And yeah. after that, screw all of you guys. I'm yeah. going yeah. <laughs> Well, what you need to do is get rid of that big camper. Get you one short enough that you can pull your boat behind well, it like yeah, my man does. We've talked about going like the Class C motorhome. No, you don't want to have your truck to back a boat in the water. Uh, them class C's aren't very. I know a guy who's got a RV. I don't know what class, but it's just a little bit longer. Class C is a normal driver's license. You don't need a CDL. It's like it's got the van front end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's like the old honeys. You don't need a CDL with them big diesel pushers either. Only if they got air brakes. If they got air brakes. Oh, Uncle Rex has that. Well, you've seen it. Yeah, it's ginormous. Yeah, you don't have a CDL for that either. Well, what I was getting at is, and they're only a couple feet longer than a truck. Well, yeah, my four-door long box is not a lot different than... But but the pain in the ass part is, like, if you want to go... Breaking down and setting up. What's that? Breaking down and setting up every time you want to pull your boat in. Well, that's it. Like you wanna you wanna go fishing early in the morning. You got to disconnect water. You got to disconnect well, electricity. You got to wake everybody up. Not even. most places I camp. <laughs> there is no water. There's, 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 no, no, there's no campers either. <laughs> that's other, true. The other side of that we is, could pontoon it then. Is <laughs> we've never been a one vehicle camper family. Like I pull. I've got a four door pickup where we could all fit in. Mm-hmm. My wife follows behind. Yeah, in her jeep. That oh, Jeep yeah. will back in a, a boat with no problem. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, it's more of the, yeah, or I can tote the Jeep and the, and the boat. You can pull in tandem. So what I'm thinking about doing, because I don't have any kids, and yeah, most of the time, don't say that. <laughs> don't jinx a man. Uh, <laughs> yet. It'd mess up a good thing. And most of the time, I'm by myself. For stuff like that, you gotta you gotta see your wife in order to get her pregnant. Well, he just doesn't true. see his wife. Well, that's, <laughs> that's some bullshit. Uh, the weather's been shitty the last two weeks. I've seen her a lot. Yeah, she's calling asking me to take him fishing. <laughs> there is some truth to that. So I, I don't know. There's been many times where she's, she's like, "You just just go." Yeah. I, I hear the walleye calling you. Right. <laughs> I'm a handful at times. I understand. But like to get every a, a time. diesel and get a truck top camper, one of those ones that when Go you right get to your bed. campsite, you take them off the bed. Yep. And, and they got the four posts that come down yep, and you yep, just yep. drive out. Do something like that. Those that, are pretty sweet. Yeah. And, but I would cost about as much as a regular yeah, camper. No kidding. Well, Jeez, if you Christmas. Mean, you can find some deals on like on Facebook or whatever. I've seen a few, and I've almost pulled the trigger, but I don't know. I, I get eight and a half miles a gallon pulling my boat already, and then you slap that on there. What's <laughs> Two that? and a half. Yeah. yeah. Two and yeah. a half. That is a nice yeah. part about stepping up to a diesel. You wouldn't even know. Exactly. I mean, there's no exactly. difference. So if things keep rolling the way they're rolling, then, yeah, my next truck will probably be a diesel. Yeah. No, that'd be pretty slick for a setup like what mm-hmm. you're talking. Well, I hope to be able to pull the boat down to Florida again next winter. So Yeah. 
And if you end up moving south, which are some of your options, mm -hmm. diesel's the only way to go. Right. You know, up here, you got to worry about it gelling up and mm -hmm. stuff down there. Not an issue. Not yeah. an issue. You really don't need a four-wheel drive. That, I mean. Yeah, you do. River ramps. Well, yeah, yeah. That's true. I don't ever take my truck hardly anywhere where I'm worried about getting stuck, but. Right. Except boat ramps. Right. And if we get some water. Which is like three times a week, you're like, eh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to lock it in. I look so forward to podcasts because, you know, the guys that we usually have on or guys that we grew up with and mm -hmm. fished with or related to, or I just have a blast. You know, it, it, it gets me through the day of working, knowing that I can come hang out with, with people that are like-minded and people that, that I get along with great. And the so, beer doesn't hurt. And I tolerate so, you pretty much. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you're a dickhead, but I mean... We still seem to see eye to eye on some things. He's a dickhead that taught some of my kids. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah. To be a dickhead. Yeah. That's why yeah. your kids are dickheads. You're yeah. welcome. This guy. You, know, <laughs> you know, truthfully, on that point, uh, just a shout out to you that you were people that don't know you outside of fishing. You were one hell of a teacher, and the the education community did miss you. You're making me blush a little. No, bit, I'm geez. serious. You were very good with the kids and very good at what you did. And, and I get it, man. Follow your passion. That's exactly what it is. But yeah. the education community did lose a very good one with you. The way I describe it is if everything I got going right now fell to pieces and I had to go back to teaching, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. It'd still I, be a good day. Yeah, yeah. I, I really like yeah. teaching. I just love fishing. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, you may be one of those guys that when it's, when uh, you retire, you might go back to... Being a sub. Yeah. I might I mean, sub when yeah. I retire. Yeah, I mean, that that's the cool part about... If I retire, right, I might just do this. <laughs> it just right. might fall in the river one day and call yeah. her good. Yeah, that's true too. <laughs> but you know, that's the cool part about what you did is you can always go back. I yeah. mean, you know. But I just wanted to give you that shout out because a lot of people don't know that about you. But you were a great educator. Yeah, well, thanks. Man. I know Maddie yeah. liked him. Yeah, like, I got home tonight. And she's like, "What are you doing home so early?" So I'm gonna do a podcast with Ryan and Spencer. Oh really? Oh yeah, tough Spencer. Hi. Yeah, <laughs> I both my boys had stopped right there. Two of two of my boys had stopped before I was leaving, and I said, "Where are you going? Like, you're an old man. Like, <laughs> you can go go sit in your chair. Yeah, like you're, you're not even to. in your chair. You were at home and you're leaving. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I'm going to a podcast with Spencer and Ryan, and and both the boys are like, oh man, we haven't seen him forever, you know. And then when I got here, Bryce, my oldest that works for me, called me to talk some business and i told him he's like oh i should come out and i'm like what well, yeah you yeah, should have yeah you know and it's uh yeah you had an impact on a lot of kids and i don't think you realize that and i just want to give you a shout out for it i i try not to think too much about stuff like that because if you get too high on the highs you get too low on the lows right. so if i try to stay even keel i feel like it doesn't disrupt my life like well if you get too high i'll make sure to outfish you on friday well, that'll bring you back down i can't yeah, count down a peg or two. i can't count on that to happen <laughs> so, but i can count on staying mild manner uh, thank you guys you know I, jj me and you've been buddies forever forever and mm -hmm. kenzie you know i've been kicking your ass since I was three years old, or you were three years old. I yeah, was three, three days old. <laughs> yeah, three <laughs> days old. Oh, it's a lot of fun. I was glad you asked me. You know, I'm kind of bashful, so it's hard for me to yeah, talk. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm usually, glad you I'm usually a quiet one. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, uh, I you see, I'm kind of thinking about just skipping the last cast. Thing. Skipping the last cast. Like, I mean, usually uh, we've covered a lot of topics tonight. But usually, you know, you've already talked so much. What do you got left to talk about? Yeah. 
You, you guys got anything you want to touch base on or expand on or say before the podcast is over? No. The, really the only thing I want to retouch is, is just keep reaching out to us. You know, send us some emails. Give us some ideas of what you want to hear about. Give us some funny jokes or something yeah. weird you've seen on the river or... You know, yeah, the, the shit, if, if well, we haven't could, done the shit floating down river for a while. We'll have we to have do that it. the next one. You know, Which we've came across a couple of our last trips. That's true. You know, one of the topics we talked about might be kind of neat for people to send you in is weirdest thing you ever caught on the river that wasn't a fish. That's true. I, Con, <laughs> condom. I caught a condom once. <laughs> I thought it was. I thought it was. I was walleye fishing. I'm like, I got a leaf on the line, reel it in. And no, the truth is, he, do, he doesn't even it. look when he backswings on his cast, <laughs> and it hurt. <laughs> <laughs> what were you planning on? What were you doing back there? Cotton? I was busy. He was, he was fishing, and I done caught mine. <laughs> <laughs> You're frying them up. Yeah. Didn't even say sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, we yeah. If anybody has caught anything goofy, yes, and yeah, email cool. Spencer at River Certified, uh, Tazler Ryan at Hotmail. They'll both be in this description, so you can click down there. Um, if you want to support the podcast, leave a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or whatever the hell it's called. That that helps out a lot. You can get you some badass fire starters with uh, Bigfoot Bushcraft Waterland yeah. sunglasses. Promo code RC15, and you get 15% off, and we get a little kickback. Nice. And they're so, worth uh, it. They they really are. They're good bang I'm for impr- the buck. I'm impressed yeah. with Yeah, and they're durable. I dropped mine twice this week, and they're still just fine. And I'm, I'm glad, you know, that you've kind of, over the years, kind of sifted through the bad sponsors and only kept the good ones. Yes. Yeah. Because everything that you promote is top of line. Well, I mean, it's... I'm not going to promote anything that's garbage. Oh, the other thing I will promote that's also not garbage is my line of fishing lures. Yes. Yeah. You, you have not. we got to almost save that because you need to dive into that. We have not talked we'll about We'll talk it. about more on the next one. But you go to dra- fishdrastic.com, and there's the certified swimmer paddle tails. And, the Jurassic Plastics. And they, they are amazing lures. And they, I mean... They saved me from being hungry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there is a certified series. That's what they're calling yep, it, right? Yep, the certified series. There's going to be two. Still haven't def- definitely named the second one yet. It probably will be by the time this podcast comes out. But yeah. About July. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you got work to do, Ryan. I do. I do. Well, that's wraps it up for me. Thanks, guys, for coming on. Yeah, Thanks I appreciate it. I had a great time. Thanks for having Thanks, us. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everybody, for taking time to listen. Yep. Hope, you, hope you catch Giant. See you guys. Vote now in Waypoint TV's 2023 Series Showdown. Your favorite hunting and fishing shows are going head-to-head. Visit waypointtv.com to vote and be entered to win a giveaway from Element Outdoors. Cast your votes during each round until the champions are crowned. Get in the game and vote in the Series Showdown. Presented by Expedition Enterprises and Vote Trader. Only at waypointtv.com. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.